this morning together. Let's pray. Father, this morning, how we come together to worship the true and living God. And Lord, you're a gracious God, and, and we love you, Lord. We love you because you first loved us. Uh, help us, God, uh, just to have our hearts touched even now. Uh, God, we need you. We need your spirit and his power in our life to be filled with the spirit. And your word tells us, be being filled with the spirit. And so, Lord, we need that filling uh, every day as we uh, are tempted, uh, as we are prone to wander and leave the God we love. Father, we just rejoice that you never leave us or forsake us. And so, God, just fill us with the love of Christ, his love that uh, fills us and the joy that he has over us, that he delights in us, he is well pleased with us. Lord, just help us to believe that and to live out of that and share that love with others that they might come to know uh, their wonderful Lord and Savior. And uh, Lord, we do have many needs this morning on our hearts and uh, we uh, have many out who are sick. And Lord, I, I just pray for, for Harry, continue to, to just to be with him and strengthen him. And uh, Lord, I, <clears throat> I thank you for the time that I had to talk with, with Bruce. And, and uh, Lord, just continue to work in him uh, by your mighty power and help him, Father, to find peace and joy in Jesus that he has so much to be thankful for. And God, so just minister to him in a special way. And, um, for uh, Sue McCormick as well, that you will uh, continue to strengthen her as she rehabs at, at home. And uh, Lord, we, we pray, God, uh, that you would uh, be with Dad in his uh, physical need as he suffers from a great deal of pain. And uh, Father, I continue to lift up to you Pam Pulley, who... Uh, had a miraculous healing with her brain. Oh, Lord, the doctors were amazed. And, Lord, I know it's because there were many crying out to you in prayer. And, and Lord, you heard our prayer. You answered that prayer and you brought healing. And I thank you that Steve realizes this and he gives you the praise and the glory for that. And so, Father, help us to give you the praise and the glory. Even though things happen that we don't uh, agree with or we might wonder about, but Lord, knowing that you're a God who loves us. Lord, we lift up our nation to you as we've just celebrated the Independence Day. And Lord, but even though we're an independent nation, help us to be dependent on you. We need you, Lord. We need your power, Lord. We need your spirit to move in the hearts and the minds of the people in this country. God, bring a revival. In your wrath, remember mercy, O oh God. Because, uh, uh, Lord, we know we deserve your wrath. And so, Father, just touch us now and help us as we look into to your word to uh, speak to us. Because your word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So do that in our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 1. In uh, Mark chapter 1, uh, 
And this morning we'll just be looking at two verses. I am dealing with the, the temptation of Jesus. And uh, this will be probably one of, of four, uh, one of three messages on the temptation. And, but let's deal this morning with what's here in Mark. Verse 12. Again, we see this word. Immediately the Spirit impelled him to go out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beast and the angels were ministering to him. Something very uh, frightening. He was with wild beasts, but one of great encouragement is that the angels were ministering to him. As we'll see in this message, they minister us. We have, we have angels who watch over us. And as uh, my brother said of my brother-in-law, and, and, uh, or <laughs> he said, uh, when he comes, uh, he's going to say, sabbatical. The angels that <laughs> have kept some of us will say, Lord, I need... I need rest. I need rest. And he's going to say that about me, my guardian angels, because I have really put them through a lot I know. And we can all say that in our lives. We, uh, but they minister to us in that way I don't understand. But uh, I am so thankful this morning for the grace of God that opened my heart and showed me uh, my need of him. And But... This morning we are, we're dealing with this temptation uh, that affects every one of us. Jesus was not the only one who is tempted. We are as well. Do you ever struggle with temptations? Uh, the temptations seem to drop out of nowhere and uh, uh, into your mind and you even wonder where in the world they came from. Have you ever been shocked by the things that pop into your mind as a believer? And you'll go, whoa, where in the world did that come from? Whoa, what such a, how can I even be a Christian and think such a thought? Uh, I have. That happens to me. It still happens to me. So uh, I want you to understand that. But this morning we can get great help and encouragement from these, even these two verses, and in the weeks to come, looking at the three specific temptations uh, by Satan on Christ after his 40 days. And so this morning I want to just look at a series of questions as we go through this together. First of all, who was tempted? Who was tempted? Uh, well, obviously it was Jesus. Well, who is Jesus? He is the Holy One of God. He is the Son of God. Uh, he is uh, the sinless one. And I don't know if any of us can fathom what it must be like to be sinless and be tempted. Uh, as he came in the, uh, in, as the second Adam, and he was sinless, and yet he was tempted. And uh, he had a sinless nature. We have a sinful nature, and that's the difference. And he overcame by the power of the Holy Spirit as a man, as we'll see. And uh, his sinlessness did not keep him from being tempted. The most spiritual person in the world and in this church will be tempted. Okay? So you will be tempted. So 
so what can we uh, what can we learn? We can be tempted. That's what we can learn is that we can be tempted, and we need to be aware that that you never get to the point in your life, Christian life that you become so spiritual that you're no, no longer tempted. We also see it's not a sin to be tempted. Jesus, the very Son of God, was tempted, and he was sinless, and he was tempted. And so it is not sinful to be tempted. We're all, we're all tempted. Uh, but... Uh, it's one thing to be tempted, but it's another thing to play mind games or doing something outwardly outwardly to have a bad thought come into your mind is not sinful. But when you act on that, act it out, or uh, commit an act that is sinful, that's, that's, that's the, the problem that we have. It's acting it out mentally in our minds. And you know... Uh, uh, you have done that. Somebody said you can't keep a bird from lighting on your head, but you can prevent him from building a nest. Okay? So temptations are going to come, but what do we do with those temptations when they come? So many times I have played mind games, and it's sin. Uh, It's sin uh, to be sympathetically let those things entertain us and to carry them out in our lives. So just be aware of that in your own life. Uh, When these sins uh, come, when these temptations come, uh, how do we do that? You know, Jesus was very clear uh, about this in the heart. In the heart of man, he says, But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. See, that's a mind game that you play. You don't have to do the act. Jesus said, if you do that in your mind, you've committed adultery with her. See, it's a heart problem is what we have. It's a heart problem. And uh, there's nothing wrong with looking on a beautiful woman. I mean, we don't go around with blinders on to keep from doing that. But what do you do with that uh, is, is the important thing. That's the main thing. When was he tempted it says here in mark immediately i love that at once right after his baptism right after he was by the father assured of his love by him and the holy spirit uh, he was well pleased by the father jesus was assured and God was well pleased with the Son right after a mountaintop experience. Do you find that's true in your life? Whenever something wonderful happens to you, look out. I mean, it's kind of like when a job comes in and I take in this money, I'll say, what am I going to need this for? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just going to happen. Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, tempted and, uh, right after a mountaintop experience. But we need to forge ahead in our Christian life when Satan attacks. And uh, right after some victory, these things come. Someone says, he who most closely follows God will be most closely followed by the devil. 
And I think that's true. You, you start serving God, you start witnessing to people, and you're going to be attacked. And I've experienced that in, in my life. Whenever I decided to take a stand, watch out. Uh, right after we pray, do you find even when you bow your head and start praying, where do these evil thoughts come from? It, maybe that's just me, uh, but it's, it's not, I don't believe. Right uh, after we take a stand, when Christ seems the closest to us, these evil thoughts, doubts, and questions will, will, will come. Somebody says, you can go from devotion into combat <laughs> very quickly. And uh, I know uh, someone else said, pirates uh, only attack ships with cargo. Satan only attacks those who's worthy to be attacked, who's doing something from God, who is valuable, who is standing up. When this happened, when he was filled with spirit, with the Holy Spirit, when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, how do we know that? Because Luke 4, 1 says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led around by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was filled with the Spirit. So that doesn't keep you from being tempted by being filled with the Spirit. He wants to stop the power in your life that God is using in you to do something for He wants that to cease, and so you will be attacked. Just before His public ministry, just before... Uh, Christ was going to go out uh, in his public ministry. He was attacked. Just before you come to church on Sunday. Janine and I get into something, we'll go, whoa, where did that come from? There's a, great, uh, the, uh, there's a couple called Peculiar People, and they, they come up on a stage like this and they perform, and one of them is, they're yelling and screaming at each other all the way to church back and forth. And then when they, when they step out of their car, hey, how you doing? Good morning. It's so good to see you. know, it's just, just hypocrisy plus. But uh, these attacks come uh, to me this way. And uh, whenever you witness, he hits you with, uh, why are you witnessing to this person? You're not worthy to be a witness of God. There's so much sin in your life. How can you talk to somebody else about who God is and how they need God? He accuses us. How about somebody pulling out in front of you on your way to church? and You're to leave the music that morning and all of a sudden you find you're yelling and screaming at that person. It's amazing, isn't it, how these things... Uh, happen in our lives that we uh, we must realize. No, these are these are attacks of, of of Satan. It's so easy, I think, to just drift along, to be a fish that's floating downstream, dead. Are we that fish though that's swimming upstream, fighting the currents? Decide to do something for God and watch out what happens. Somebody said, "Do nothings, know nothing." 
of Satan's power. Do nothings, know nothing about Satan's power. Someone else said the devil is never too busy to rock the cradle of a sleeping saint. Pretty good, isn't it? The devil is never too busy to rock the cradle of a sleeping saint. If you don't bother his kingdom, he'll let you alone and drift. Step out for God and Satan will step on you. God says go in this direction. Satan says no, go in another direction. The test of our character is what it takes to stop us. What does it take to stop you? How easily are we discouraged? How easily are we uh, yielding to temptations? It might be to, well, just to do anything. We can make excuses up for why we do not uh, do what we know we need to do. Also, where was Jesus tempted? In the wilderness, it says here. In, the, in a desert place, in the NIV. It speaks of the loneliness and the desolation and the dreariness, the danger that was there. And by the way, he was alone in the sense uh, uh, not someone else being there with him, no other human. Solitary places are also dangerous places. A lot of people say, well, I just want to be alone. Something terrible happens in their life, and I've talked to people, and I've been guilty. Something awful happens, and they, they go off and just become by themselves. That's when we need each other, brethren. It's when something, tra- some tragedy happens, we, you, you come and say, pray for me, and, and help me, and talk to me, come alongside of me. It's amazing how Satan will trick us into thinking that uh, uh, we're better and uh, uh, it's better to be alone. When we uh, are alone, I think we're more subject to temptation. So we need to be, uh, I hope you have a, a partner, somebody in the church, or it doesn't have to be in the church, but somebody that you meet with, talk with, uh, share with, and you're just not a loner. Seek to do that. Seek to find someone that you can meet with, talk to, call, or whatever, because it's that important. I believe it is. When did David fall? When he was alone with Bathsheba. He should have been out there with his troops leading the, uh, the battle, and he was alone, uh, and he sinned. He was tempted, and he sinned. So we need each other. You know, monks tried to... Uh, Go and, and, and uh, be, be uh, secluded in a cave so they wouldn't be tempted. Well, where's the temptation coming from? You still have a mind to think. So you can still be tempted as they discovered when they went to caves, they were still, they were still tempted. And it also says uh, that he was with wild beasts. I don't know, I know there were lions and uh, uh, wolves and bears and so forth, but that can be very frightening, being with wild beasts. You know, it may come a time when, again, Christians, uh, as they were in the, in the early church, fed the lions. 
uh, uh, Christians today in other countries are being uh, persecuted for Christ. And they're with wild beasts, those who would do them harm. But let us always remember, though, that's always within the sovereign will of God. Satan is not running around, and he is. He is running around like a, a roaring lion, but uh, God is the sovereign one who is limiting Satan to what he can do. As we uh, know, the book of Job is, is a perfect example of that. But it's interesting. The Spirit says, sent him, and the, and the Greek means impelled him to go into the wilderness. Uh, moved on him to go, impelled him to go uh, into the wilderness. Now, did Jesus want to go into the wilderness? I don't think so. Do we want to be tempted? Do we want to go and, and uh, be with wild animals? You know, missionaries will go to a completely total Muslim country. Th- that's wild animals. That's the, those that would do them harm. And yet, they go there because God in His sovereign will has told them to go and they obey. And so, uh, he impels him to go. He impels him to go. Lead us not into temptation. What does that mean when we, we think about that in, in Matthew? Lead us not in temptation. The Bible says God does not tempt anyone uh, to sin. Let us always remember that. James 1.13, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and He Himself does not tempt anyone to do evil. Never tempts anyone to do evil. Uh, Temptation, uh, from Satan's side, his purpose of, of tempting us is to get us to sin. From God's side, the testing is always for our good. All things work together for good. Uh, And so always remember that God allows Satan to tempt us. For one thing, when we're tempted, it will show what's in our heart, how we deal with that. It'll show us where we need to repent. It'll show us uh, that we need to uh, follow Christ uh, better. Satan tempts us to pull us away to sin. Does God solicit us to sin? Absolutely not. Does God lead us into places where we are tested? Absolutely. Just like Jesus was willing to go into temptation. But we should also be willing to go into temptation. And yet our prayer should be, deliver us from the evil one. And he will, and he does. And we can be thankful for that. Somebody says, don't go looking for the lion. He will find you. Amen. <laughs> so I don't want to be tempted. I'm not, I don't, you know. Uh, and again, uh, who is this? Temptation. By whom is this temptation? Wow. Who was Jesus tempted by? And of course, it was Satan himself.
the roaring lion, uh, who he says, be of, of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Brothers and sisters, he is your enemy. He hates you. He hates what you stand for. He is called the prince of demons, a murderer, the devil, the prince of darkness, and on and on that list goes. He's deceitful, and he wants to destroy your life. Be certain of that. All he wants to do is destroy. We're in a constant warfare with Satan and his demons. A constant warfare. Uh, Satan means adversary. One lying in ambush for. And that's what he does. He's, he's a slanderer. He slanders uh, man to God. Look at Mary. She's just a hypocrite. Let something come into her life and see if she stands or not. He does that to God. But he also does from God to man. God doesn't really love you. If God really loved you, he wouldn't allow that to happen to you. You can't be his child and have that happen. Because that would just prove he doesn't love you. That really isn't fair. That's not fair. God isn't being fair with you for that to happen to you. If he really did love, see, he's a slanderer. He's a deceiver. He is a liar. And he comes as an angel of light. He is not the, the, the red devil with the tail and the horns and the pitchfork. No, he comes as an angel of light who promises but never keeps his promise. He puts on a disguise. He's like the man who uh, uh, rides around in a car and entices children to get in the car with him. You see, he's a deceiver. He's wicked to the very core. He puts on a disguise and he puts out that bait would you like this piece of candy? Well, come on and get in the car with me, you see. That's what Satan does. He offers, he offers all of these goodies, but there's no lasting satisfaction with anything in the world. We're going to see that as we look at temptations of Jesus. By the way, how did Jesus answer all of those? With what? With the Word of God, with the Scripture. And so we see uh, that that's how we must fight him. Good thing about Satan is he's not everywhere, but he does have hundreds of thousands of demons who serve him. How long was he tempted? Verse 13, verse 13 says, 40 days. In the Greek, it means the whole 40 days. And then after that 40 days, Satan comes with three specific temptations that we'll look at. And can Satan attack us <clears throat> for a long time? Absolutely. Absolutely, as he did Jesus. And we find it was uh, throughout his life Jesus was tempted. Uh, it says, and after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry 
Uh, also, uh, Luke 4.13, when the devil had finished every temptation, he left him until an opportune time. So he, he tempted, he tempted uh, Jesus constantly, constantly he tempted him. And Satan does that to us. He, is, uh, he even uses other people, which is sad. Satan can use us to tempt other Christians. We need to be aware of that. But turning around and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. If you're not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's. He can even use people like Peter. Someone said, uh, a little boy said to his granddaddy, who was 90 years old, he said, uh, When uh, do women stop becoming desirable or lusting after them. And uh, the grandfather said to the, the young man, his grandson, he said, I don't know. He said, I don't know what age that is. In other words, it's, it's until you die. These temptations stick with us uh, forever uh, because uh, that's just the way it is. But then we find angels were ministering to him, it says, during this temptation of the 40 days. They were ministering to him. They were, they were serving him. Uh, uh, the word here is the word for deacon. They were protecting and guarding him as, as they do us as well. Let us never forget that, brothers and sisters. We have... Uh, uh, guardian angels as Jesus did that and they were ministering to him the whole time in ways that we probably cannot understand are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation we can be thankful to God that he has given us these, these angels why lastly was Jesus tempted why was Jesus tempted from God's side it was a positive test to show Christ's worthiness that he could overcome Satan, uh, to strengthen him and pre prepare him for ministry, to encourage him, to encourage him uh, that uh, he could overcome Satan. And so uh, this began the defeat of the evil one. First John, <clears throat> John 3.8 says, The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. So that's exactly what Satan, uh, what Christ is, begins to do here. He defeats Satan in what way? By never sinning. You see, the first Adam sinned. And uh, uh, the second Adam, Christ, did not. He is, he is our champion. And he came for the very purpose of destroying the works of Satan. Also, why did he come? Matthew one twenty one. And she will bear a son, and she, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus did for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Save us from our sins.
Why? Because he never sinned. He was that perfect lamb of God. He became a man so that he could be tempted because as God, he could not be tempted. That's why he had to become a man because as God, he cannot. We just read that verse, did we not? God is never tempted with evil. But as man, as God-man, Jesus could be tempted. He was the second Adam. And Jesus did not sin when he was tempted. So therefore, when I trust Jesus, what do I have? His perfect record. Exactly. I have his perfect record by faith, by trust, by believing, by accepting. And all of those uh, words fit in there. He is our champion, someone said. He is our champion. He is like the, the knight in shining armor who has the, uh, the ribbon of the princess, you know, and he's fighting for her, Arna. And that's what Jesus did. He fought for us. He died for us. He gave his life for us so that we would have all the blessings that come uh, from him. Just an amazing, it's just amazing how God uh, worked this out, that it is his plan, that it's his plan. Jesus was tempted so he could identify with you uh, when you are tempted. Hebrews 2, 17 and 18. Therefore, he had to be made like his brethren. That's us people. He had to be made like his brethren in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation or atonement for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he has suffered, he is able to come to the aid of those who are tempted. Aren't you glad of that? That he comes to your aid? Because see, what happens is when we're tempted, what do we do? A lot of times we fall. But Jesus never failed. He never uh, uh, sinned at all. And he is touched by what we go through. He is touched from what we go. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are. He, He went through exactly what we go through. All the temptations, yet without sin. There is your verse, yet without sin. And so you see, now we have that perfect righteousness that's Christ. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can come boldly uh, before the throne of grace. Why? Because the second Adam did not sin. Wow. Think of that. What a wonderful Savior is Jesus, my Lord. That might be, that, that might be a good one to end it on. You probably have one, but he, he is a wonderful Savior. Amen. A wonderful Savior who left heaven's glory came down, humbled himself, became uh, an infant, was born in the likeness of sinful flesh, and yet for us, on our behalf, 
He yielded not to temptation. And now we, his children, have his perfect record. Where the first Adam failed, the second Adam was victorious. And now we're in him. We're in Christ by faith. And so now, by his power, by his indwelling in us, by the power of the Holy Spirit as he had the the Holy Spirit, as we'll see in the future, we do not have to yield to temptation. If you are yielding to temptation, you have no excuse. Why? Because Christ is in us. We have the power to overcome temptation, as we'll see that in, in, the, in the messages to come. And we do that through the Scriptures. Jesus used the Scriptures against Satan. So we have uh, some wonderful offensive weapons that we can use against Him. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank You this morning for, again, uh, meeting with us. We thank You, Father, for Christ. Uh, being tempted on our behalf. Lord, he didn't have to come, yet he came willingly, not wanting to, but willingly. And Lord, what love we cannot even comprehend. I can't even fathom someone who is sinless, someone who has been in heaven's glory with you from all eternity, come down to this earth, and be tempted to sin. Lord, may, may our hearts just be filled with such love that's been directed towards us. God, help us uh, not to yield to temptation. But Lord, deliver us from the evil one. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. <clears throat>